Hello, hello, my fellow podcast people. I hope you're doing very, very well on this fine Monday morning or whatever day and time it is for you right now as you're listening to this podcast episode. I'm your host, as per usual, Azrin the Language Nerd. You can find me primarily on Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, and YouTube, but also secondarily whenever I feel like posting on TikTok and on Tumblr. My username in all these platforms is exactly the same. It is at polyglotazrin. That is spelled P-O-L-Y-G-L-O-T. AZ or Z, depending on your country, R E N. You can also simply search Azrin the Language Nerd on whatever your favorite social media platform is. So, again, that is spelled A Z or Z R E N, the Language Nerd. And welcome to another podcast episode. I'm very, very excited, as per usual, to be recording this one here. This will be a slightly shorter episode than usual. It is currently 11 a.m. as I'm recording this one here and I have to leave my house or the apartment here probably in about 10-15 minutes so that I can go to grab some lunch and then go to my Mandarin class for the day. Um, I think a good place to start today would be a little bit of a, a language learning and personal update. So yesterday I had a really difficult day. Anyone who follows my, my Instagram and my Snapchat um, my Instagram, actually primarily I would say Instagram and Facebook from yesterday, You'll, you would have seen the post, you would have seen it. It was, uh, I talked about a lot of what happened. Essentially I had a day where I was surrounded by a lot of native speakers and there were a lot of conversations happening around me that were harder than usual. There were many topics that were brought up that I didn't have the vocabulary for. I was asked many questions that my brain just didn't comprehend. I had to say things in Mandarin that I did not have the knowledge or vocabulary to necessarily say, and it was very, very frustrating. My pride was also hurt a little bit because I have a funny little, um, maybe it's a weakness even, perhaps, perhaps it's a weakness. I have a, a weird personality trait when it comes to language learning. If there is... Um, Sometimes I will get a little bit competitive and I want competitive with myself and I want to display I want to have an outward appearance of being really really fluent or really really strong in the language even if maybe I don't have that level of fluency. And so it was really frustrating yesterday because I was with my um, hope my host family, my homestay family, and I was also with uh, another lady who was the English teacher of the homestay son. And her English is really, is really, really strong. And I would get, it would just be frustrating when there were things I didn't know how to say, and then she would tell me the, the word in English. I don't know why it was frustrating. Like one would think that maybe that's useful, that I'd be happy, that I could learn. But yesterday it was just discouraging. I was thinking, man, there's so much I just don't know. And I think yesterday was a really big realization of how much I still have to learn in Mandarin and how it's very, very doable and very, or excuse me, very, very possible for me to be in a situation where I'm completely lost and there's a lot of stuff I just do not know how to communicate. And all of that being said, I, I still had, a, I have a very big learning point that I want to drive home. Many language learners, if not all language learners, can relate to this, experience, to this experience that I had. But the biggest difference is I find that many language learners actually do not feel happy after this experience happens. 
In other words, you have a really difficult day. You have a day where you struggle to understand, you struggle to communicate, you struggle to speak. You didn't know all, like more than half the words people were saying, all of that stuff. And then you feel unhappy. You feel discouraged. I still felt really happy yesterday because there's a, there's a fundamental truth that I'm very connected to, which is that when you are learning a language, you need to have those kinds of very challenging days. It's, it's just a fact, it's just a reality of learning. It doesn't happen all the time. It, in fact, it shouldn't happen all the time. If every single day you are burning yourself out like that, where it's really, really challenging, way beyond your level, if you're doing that on an everyday basis, eventually 99% of people, even myself, I think, would probably eventually quit or move on to something else because it's just too, it's just too much for our brain to handle. But every now and then, I think having those challenging days, those challenging moments is incredibly valuable and incredibly useful. And an important thing to realize as well is I think there's some language learners, I'm guessing on this one, but it's an educated guess and I think I'm right. I do think there's there are some or even maybe maybe even many language learners who feel that this experience of being overwhelmed, of being completely lost when trying to speak with someone, not finding the words, not understanding what someone's saying. I think there's there's a lot of people who feel that this is something that eventually goes away. Eventually you achieve this level where that does not happen anymore. And while this is 100% true, there there will be a point, there is a point in in theory, there is a point in your in your journey, a very advanced stage where you don't hit these kinds where you don't hit these kinds of roadblocks anymore. But that point in the journey is much further along than people realize. It's not an intermediate stage and heck, it's not even really an upper intermediate. It's not even really a lower advanced stage because even when you have a, a reasonably advanced level or pretty advanced level in a foreign language, you still have days where you're completely lost. You still have days where things were hard. You still have days where for whatever reason, you just couldn't communicate as, as well as you would have liked to. You still have those. You still go through those moments of disappointment and all of that. I'm reminded by this uh, as I'm talking about this from this one individual that I know who's back in Calgary right now. He does not speak English as his mother tongue, but his English is amazing. It's a really strong, strong, strong English. I mean, he's got, for people who understand the A1 to C2 scale, for people who understand it, he's, you know, he's easily got, a, I would say, at least on a, on a speaking and listening level, I'm not sure about reading and writing, not 100%, but speaking and listening, I would say reasonably, like definitely a B2, maybe even on his way to kind of a C1 sort of level. So really, really strong English. And yet sometimes I'll talk to him and he will tell me like, man, today, I don't know, Azran, you're into languages, right? Like today at work, I don't know what was going on. My coworkers were talking about something and I just could not follow it. I was so lost and then they would ask me questions and I could not, I just couldn't get the words out and what the, like what the heck? And this, this is coming from a guy who has really good English, like really strong. So because of this, because of the fact that at most, for most, if not all of us, you know, even what we're going to hit 
these days of extreme struggle, right? It's going to happen. And because it's going to happen, we have to embrace it and not run away from it because there is no escaping it. The only way to escape it really is to completely quit the language, is to stop. Or now that I'm talking this out, the other way to escape it is to stop trying to get better, is to stick at the level that you have. So interestingly, when I do things like, um, let's look at uh, even English. I have a really good example. In English, I'm, it's, I'm really strong, obviously, but I don't actively do anything to try and improve. I don't put myself in scenarios where it's wildly new vocabulary with in a completely different subject matter or anything like that. The one moment I actually had that, I felt like I was an English learner. This was, I think, maybe one or two years ago. I made a couple of podcasts, a couple of videos while I was in this particular event. I went to a uh, I went to a conlanging conference. It was a one day, maybe two day, one or two day. I don't remember anymore. One or two day conference. For those of you who don't know what conlanging is, conlanging is the is basically the art or the science or the process of creating your own language. There's a very small subsect, subsection of people in the world who are interested in actually language creation. They invent their own languages. Now, in, in my limited experience with conlangs, most conlangs do not really take off. It's not something where someone makes a language and suddenly becomes mainstream, like 99% of them, that's not really how it works. Often it's like an art, artistic hobby. Often it's something that genetically they're born with, like that they've been doing it since they were a child. Sometimes in the one-off circumstances, there are conlangs that are used um, that, that are used and actually do take off. So if we look, for example, at the conlang, oh my goodness, I'm going to Google it right now so I don't get this wrong. I believe it's called Navi. Let me just Google this as we do the podcast. Um, give me one moment here. Navi language language. Here we go. Navi. Yeah. So N A apostrophe V I. I'm pretty sure it is the language that is spoken in Avatar. Yes. Here we go. Navi is a constructed language uh, spoken by the Navi people in the world of James Cameron's Avatar. So this is the language. This is one of the rare exceptions of a conlang that kind of has taken off. And there are people who actually go out to learn this language. But Anyway, I digress. When I went to this conlanging conference, I remember I'd be sitting at a table, listening, listening to conversations, hearing all the words people are saying and having no idea what the heck they're talking about. This is because number one, I know I knew nothing about conlanging in the moment. In fact, I didn't even fully realize that it was, it didn't click to me that I was going to a language creation conference. It didn't really click. So I'm sitting there listening, having no real concept of what people are saying. And the other thing about conlangers is a lot of them, at least the limited few that I met, they're extremely intelligent. Often they have, they know a lot of, often they are well-versed in another topic outside of, you know, conlanging. Maybe they're into quantum mechanics. Maybe they're into history. I met people that knew so much. I knew, I met a guy who would make his own languages and he wanted them to be natural, like they're called natlangs, if I remember correctly. He wanted it to be actually realistic, like as if it could really take off or be a real language. So he was so well versed in the world history and how languages evolved over time, 
what causes languages to, to, to change and evolve, what's happened in, in real world history, and he would use that data to make his language. This guy was like tremendously smarter than I'll ever be. I met a guy who made a language based on math. So he used, he's like a, a, so smart in math, like nerdy smart. This is a pure nerd. Someone who probably, my guess, I don't know, would have been somewhat something like a, a social outcast growing up in life. Think of someone like a Sheldon Cooper, for those of you who watch uh, Big Bang Theory. Someone like that, like someone who's really just an outskirt intelligence of, you know, has outskirt kind of outlier kind of intelligence. Um, so often I'd be talking to them and they're just so smart. I don't know what they're saying. They're using big words I've never heard before. <laughs> so all of this to say that even in our mother tongues, the reason we don't struggle is because we don't put ourselves in scenarios where we are not as good as the other people around us using that language or where we're not putting ourselves in scenarios where people know vocabulary that we don't know, etc. I forget how we got on that, but essentially the, the fact of the matter is that as long as you are trying to improve in a language, you are going to hit points where you get frustrated, where you don't understand, where you feel discouraged, where it's difficult to get the words out and communicate what you want to communicate. That's something that is natural as long as you're trying to improve. So um, there's a lot more that I, I could say here, but as I said at the beginning of the podcast, I do have to go, unfortunately. Um, my classes will start soon and I want to make sure I have time for lunch before that. So thank you for listening to this shorter podcast episode. I appreciate your attention and we will talk next time. Bye for now. See you.